Good morning. This is morning prayer for Monday, March 21st. Good morning, Lord. Thank you for calling me into prayer and for giving me words to call me into prayer. O Lord, I cry to you. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. I turn my heart now to the ancient prayers of your people found in the Psalms, O Lord. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul long, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my God and my King. Blessed are those who dwell in your house ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, I thank you for the gift of silence, for the gift of space, space to be quiet, or space to fill with song. Thank you for those gifts, Lord. Teach me to be silent. Oh Lord, I now open my heart and my mind to your good word from the Old Testament. This is a reading from Exodus 12. God said to Moses and Aaron while still in Egypt, This month is to be the first month of the year for you. Address the whole community of Israel. Tell them that on the tenth of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one lamb to a house. If the family is too small for a lamb, then share it with a close neighbor, depending on the number of persons involved. Be mindful of how much each person will eat. Your lamb must be a healthy male, one year old. You can select it from either the sheep or the goats. Keep it penned until the 14th day of this month and then slaughter it 
the entire community of Israel will do this at dusk. Then take some of the blood and smear it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which you will eat it. You are to eat the meat roasted in the fire that night, along with bread made without yeast and bitter herbs. Don't eat any of it raw or boiled in water. Make sure it's roasted. The whole animal, head, legs, and innards. Don't leave any of it until morning. If there are leftovers, burn them in the fire. And here's how you are to eat it. Be fully dressed with your sandals on and your stick in your hand. Eat in a hurry. It's the Passover to God. I will go through the land of Egypt on this night and strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, whether human or animal, and bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am God. The blood will serve as a sign on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No disaster will touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This will be a memorial day for you. You will celebrate it as a festival to God down through the generations, a fixed festival celebration to be observed always. You will eat unraised bread, matzoth, for seven days. On the first day, get rid of all yeast from your house. Anyone who eats anything with yeast from the first day to the seventh day will be cut off from Israel. The first and the seventh days are set aside as holy. Do not work on these days. Only what you have to do for meals. Each person can do that. Keep the festival of unraised bread. This marks the exact day I brought you out in force from the land of Egypt. Honor the day down through your generations. A fixed festival to be observed always. In the first month, beginning on the 14th day at evening until the 21st day at evening, you are to eat unraised bread. For those seven days, not a trace of yeast is to be found in your house. Anyone, whether a visitor or a native of the land, who eats anything raised shall be cut off from the community of Israel. Don't eat anything raised, only matzoth. Moses assembled all the elders of Israel. He said, Select a lamb for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the bowl and blood and smear it on the lintel and on the two doorposts. No one is to leave the house until morning. God will pass through to strike Egypt down. When he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, God will pass over the doorway. He won't let the destroyer enter your house to strike you down with ruin. Keep this word. It's the law for you and your children forever. When you enter the land which God will give you as he promised, keep doing this. And when your children say to you, Why are we doing this? Tell them, it's the Passover sacrifice to God who passed over the homes of the Israelites in Egypt when he hit Egypt with death but rescued us. The people bowed and worshipped. The Israelites then went and did what God had commanded Moses and Aaron. They did it all. At midnight, God struck down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, right down to the firstborn of the prisoner locked up in jail also the firstborn of the animals. Pharaoh got up that night, he and all his servants and everyone else in Egypt. What wild wailing and lament in Egypt. There wasn't a house in which someone wasn't dead. Pharaoh called in Moses and Aaron that very night and said, Get out of here and be done with you, you and your Israelites. Go worship God on your own terms. 
And yes, take your sheep and cattle as you've insisted, but go and bless me. The Egyptians couldn't wait to get rid of them. They pushed them to hurry up, saying, We're all as good as dead. The people grabbed their bread dough before it had risen, bundled their bread bowls and their cloaks, and threw them over their shoulders. The Israelites had already done what Moses had told them. They had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold things and clothing. God saw to it that the Egyptians liked the people and so readily gave them what they asked for. Oh yes, they picked those Egyptians clean. The Israelites moved on from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot, besides their dependents. Hebrews and non-Hebrews alike set out, not to mention the large flocks and herds of livestock. They baked unraised cakes with the red dough they had brought out of Egypt that hadn't raised. They'd been rushed out of Egypt and hadn't time to fix food for the journey. The Israelites had lived in Egypt 430 years. At the end of the 430 years, to the very day, God's entire army left Egypt. God kept watch all night, watching over the Israelites as he brought them out of Egypt. Because God kept watch, all Israel for all generations will honor God by keeping watch this night, a watch night. God said to Moses and Aaron, These are the rules for the Passover. No foreigners are to eat it. Any slave, if he's paid for and circumcised, can eat it. No casual visitor or hired hand can eat it. Eat it in one house. Don't take the meat outside the house. Don't break any of the bones. The whole community of Israel is to be included in the meal. If an immigrant is staying with you and wants to keep the Passover to God, every male in his family must be circumcised, then he can participate in the meal. He will then be treated as a native son. But no uncircumcised person can eat it. The same law applies both to the native and the immigrant who is staying with you. All the Israelites did exactly as God commanded Moses and Aaron. That very day, God brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, tribe by tribe. This is the word of the Lord. Father, I'm so grateful for the prayers of all the saints and of all your people throughout history that guide us, that teach us. Thank you for this prayer that comes from a brother and sister. I pray this now to you, Lord, from the love of my own comfort from the fear of having nothing, from a life of worldly passions. Deliver me, O God. From the need to be understood and from a need to be accepted, from the fear of being lonely, deliver me, O God. From the fear of serving others, oh, and from the fear of death or trial, and from the fear of humility, Deliver me, O God. And I shall not want, no, I shall not want. When I taste your goodness, I shall not want. When I taste your goodness, I shall not want. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to abide with you 
for space in my day to pause, to enjoy communion with you. Help me to hear your voice. Thank you for your scriptures that articulate your words to us. Thank you for the ability to read. And again, thank you for the prayers of your people and of your scriptures that help me know that you are with me. Lord, would you give me a heart that acknowledges and enjoys the presence of Jesus? My heart so often uh, enjoys other things and acknowledges so many other things. And Lord, I forget how sweet your presence is. So would you do that work in my heart that I would jump out of bed to be in your presence and that my heart would acknowledge you and that would acknowledge that you are the giver of all good things. So I pray for a heart like that, Lord. Thank you for the work you've already done in my heart and thank you in advance for the work that you will do in my heart to this end. Father, thank you for congregations of your people, gatherings of your people. Thank you for this church and for those who lead this church. And I pray particularly for Giorgio and Chris and Susan, the whole staff, for the elders and the deacons, for Kevin and the musicians, for all who lead your people in worship. What a necessary and helpful thing for us to be led in worship and not have to do it on our own or make it up as we go. So Lord, bless this congregation and those who lead this congregation. And please bless all the other congregations around us, in our city, in our nation, in our world. Thank you that there are congregations all over the world. And I pray for the leaders of those congregations well, that they would be grounded in truth and in love and led by your spirit. Father, I pray for activists and community organizers. Give us all hearts that long for justice, that thirst for righteousness. But Lord, I thank you this morning for those that actually are working for justice and righteousness. Would you bless their labors, Lord? May it bear fruit and bear witness to your goodness to those less fortunate, to the poor and the oppressed. Thank you for activists and organizers who um, stand up for those who are poor and oppressed, and the widows and the orphans, those who are hurting. Thank you for them, Lord. And I pray for them as, as that work takes courage and strength and stamina 
and help them to do all of this work in your name and by your strength. Father, I thank you for Jesus who came and lived a life and even taught us how to pray. So I pray the prayer that he taught us now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this time of prayer, this time to pause and to be with you. Thank you that you also send us out. I go out, Lord, with these words from the book of Matthew. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Amen.